Welcome, everyone, to the Texas Values Radio Show. Happy Friday if you're listening live. Happy whatever the day of the week it is that you happen to be listening or watching. I'm Jonathan Covey. We've got a great show lined up for you today with a very special guest and some incredible things going on. But before we get to that, just as a reminder, you can catch us every week um, on this station, KTXW 1120, The Bridge, or you can watch us on demand on Facebook any day of the week. Also, if you've got to know about the things that we're talking about, you can find tons of great information on our website at txvalues.org. And you can stay up on breaking news and information about uh, through our text alerts by texting TXValues to 797979. Save Women's Sports is a coalition of athletes and advocates that work to preserve biology-based eligibility standards for women's sports. And joining me today is the founder of that organization and a good friend of Texas Texas Values, Beth Stelzer. Beth, welcome to the Texas Values Report. Oh, it's always a pleasure. I enjoy working with your team so much. We seem to have like gone into battle together all these times testifying and all the time during those special sessions. Uh, Texas really does do it bigger, I found out. (laughs) Well, I mean, where do we start? I mean, if you if you believe the NCAA, apparently men are the best women. I mean, we have the national headlines about a biological male allowed by the NCAA not only to compete in women's swimming competition, but who, who's basically been annihilating everyone in his path and who just recently won the national championships, depriving biological females of that honor. And, and now he thinks he's the Jackie Robinson of the swimming world. Give us a little more background on this. Where to start is right. Uh, my team was lucky enough to be able to be in Atlanta. We were inside and outside. So I got to watch as Leah stole the championship from women and it was heartbreaking. And and no, Leah didn't win every race, but the problem is that Leah is a male body that displaced a female, right? We all know what the truth is. It's just time for everyone to speak up and stand up and really a shame that the NCAA has basically abandoned women for in the sake of like monetary gains and the feelings of a few males, basically. And these poor athletes and parents and coaches, they feel stuck. They feel like they don't have a place to speak out. And it's really sad how toxic this environment is. But I know that my team being down there, distributing knowledge, really helped empower them. And we just wanted the girls to not feel alone. And we know we accomplished that mission. It's the first time a group like us has gotten into all the national media. And it was a pretty intense thing to go through in person, but I'm so glad we did it. And it's, you know, Leah's win is very sad, but it's also a win for me because this issue is now mainstream and it wasn't so much before that we'd even have a chance to get on ABC or NBC or CBS. Kind of or Texas Values, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, Texas Values has no. always been a good example of how we can work together. We don't all have to agree on everything to come together on an issue and to solve one problem. We don't have to have like political purity tests, right, to work together. 
I'm sure me and you don't agree on a few things, but we've never talked about that because we only talk about our issues and how we can help better the movement of protecting women and girls. Well, and and speaking, you know, and you're right. Um, and, and we find those issues and we find that common ground. Um, and, and we talked about this a lot during the last legislative session here in Texas. Um, but speaking of those issues, I mean, give us a little bit of background on what are the advantages physiologically speaking, that males have over females? Skeletal structure, first of all, you're going to have a bigger skeletal structure, and that skeletal structure is going to be different, usually broader shoulders. And then a big thing in sports is the hip angles and your cue angle, how our femurs insert into our hips and how those angle into our knees and the impact in our bodies. It's really different. Uh, males have larger lung capacity, bigger hearts, so their oxygen carrying capabilities are higher. Uh, muscle fibers are built differently, easier gains. All of this, I want to set aside though, because in the end, I'm a woman, I'm saying no, and then I'm feeling uncomfortable. Why is that not enough? It shouldn't yeah. take a scientist, but we do have these awesome fast facts cards that notes all this. Uh, that we've been handing out to legislators. We brought a big stack with us each time we came down to Texas that, that shows the facts. But, but I'd just like to nail that in that it shouldn't take a scientist to debate this. We all see the differences between boys and girls when we're all trying to do push-ups and pull-ups in elementary school. The presidential physical fitness test that most of us took in school shows the differences since the age of six. It's just common sense, right? We all know it's just a matter of time where we're all comfortable in speaking the truth. Absolutely. Well, now your organization went out to Atlanta for the Women's Swimming Championships. You were out there. Uh, tell me a little bit about how that went. It was overwhelmingly positive response. We did get some counter protesters, some uh they were actually asked from by security to move across the street. So we both had our separate areas and we had some really good conversations. It started a little tense, but by the end of the weekend, we were all getting along and we uh, maybe changed the minds over there. But most of those counter protesters were just local college students from what it appeared. And we had a couple dozen of us out there between a press conference Thursday, right after Leah swam. And then there were women and men inside and outside all three days whenever Leah was swimming to help raise awareness. We got some new awesome stickers and buttons and brochures and that sort of thing. But we also had an amazing donor who helped us hand out over 100 copies of this amazing book on sporting by Linda Braid and Barbara Kay up in Canada, which basically lays out the whole history of how we got here, why we have women's sports to begin with, and, and why we all need to fight. And not only that, we handed out a bunch of black pom-poms and it was very fun to see the crowd with their pom-poms and people getting braver and braver as the time got on. We were first getting, you know, some subtle thumbs up and maybe a smile. And by the end, people were leaving that pool with their hands in the air going, save women's sports and joining in our chants. It was a really great thing. And, and it's just, uh, we're just getting started with our action team anywhere where these adult males are putting themselves into female sports, we plan to have teams there raising awareness. And it's, it's time for everyone to say no. That's great. I mean, 
It is, and, and, and it seems like a very common sense, straightforward thing, right? And I know here in Texas, we have um, now, thanks to your help as well, we have HB 25, which was passed last session, protecting fairness in, in high school and in middle school sports. And you were a big part of that, working with our team. Um, can you tell us a little bit about some of the other states out there around the country and what's going on, some of the other states to protect fairness and female athletics for those states? Yeah, Texas helps set a trend, that's for sure. We have uh, 11 laws now, if, if I'm under the count right. I have been so busy with Atlanta and things are moving so fast. We have more hearings happening. It seems like every day, more bills advancing. Uh, I wish that we could have gotten NCAA protections thrown on there for those college girls, but it's a good start and hopefully we can amend what we started because we worked really hard to get what we have in Texas, uh, how many special sessions and whatnot. But we had over 40 states last year, and I think close to 20 this year that have made attempts. So we just have to keep pushing. It's not always the right time to get the bill passed, but it is always the right time to raise awareness. And that's what we're doing with some of these bills. And we made several different attempts uh, in your great state, but we got her done. After how many we hours? We had almost, almost a full day together in the Capitol, <laughs> our team right. in Texas Values. 24 uh, hours, right? Ordering in pizza, and your team was getting my emergency Red Bull for me. Uh, it was crazy, but it was so, so fun to see because my team is all different backgrounds. We have conservatives, liberals, left, the right, um, different religious backgrounds. And for all to us join together with Texas Values was really fun. It is a hands wow. across the aisle moment. And I hope that with sports, people can see that it's kind of the tip of the erasure of women. It seems a little extreme to say that, but there's no asterisk by Leah's name to tell future generations that that was a male body. And with the insertion of gender identity with what are normally sex-based laws and rules, we erase what the definition of biological sex is. And when you can't define what a woman is, how do we protect her? And that's my concern is we're basically erasing our safe spaces, our records, our history. So it is essentially the erasure of women. And yeah. I hope everyone is empowered to speak up. Absolutely, yeah. And, you know, I think I saw recently um, state of Kentucky passed something. Am I, am I right about that? They, they, they have something that they've passed that uh, has, has still to be signed by the governor? I haven't heard for sure. Uh, like I said, I'm a little bit behind, but I think so. I think there was a, a few states that were inching their way there. Unfortunately, Indiana got vetoed when it got to the governor's desk, but that was kind of expected, being that Indiana is the headquarters of the NCAA. There is a lot of pressure to follow the lines instead of doing what's right. But I know the Texas Values team and your followers are used to doing the right thing, not necessarily what the easy thing is. So I implore you all to start speaking up about this. If you care about your daughters, mothers, sisters, all the females in your life, it's time to speak up. 
you're just joining us, we're talking with Beth Stelzer, founder of Save Women's Sports, about some critical issues relating to fairness in women's athletics. And just as a reminder, if you find value in the work that we're doing, consider going to our website at txvalues.org and making a donation. Um, none of the work that we do would be possible, including the radio show. Uh, none of it would be possible without supporters like you uh, faithfully giving and faithfully keeping us going. So, uh, Beth, so while you were in Atlanta, you made an announcement about a formal complaint that had been filed with the U.S. Department of Education. Yes, Tell me so a little bit about that. So exciting. Uh, so we set up a press conference outside right after we got done swimming the first time. We had some really big names. And I was so excited about it. And right before we go live, I get this amazing text message from Concerned Women for America letting me know that they helped file a formal Title IX complaint against the University of Pennsylvania. And that is the team that Leah Thomas is on, on behalf of the girls. And, and not only their protection of their records in the pool, but also their privacy in the locker room we have to understand that this is a male body that was in the locker room with them. They should have the right to say no. And so this was what all this encompasses is they're finally putting their foot down and it's a step forward towards, quote, a lawsuit eventually, possibly. You know, I feel like we've reached kind of a, a pivot in this argument made by trans activists. So for the longest time, the trans agenda was presented as sort of this kind of polite fiction you know we're playing along with small number of people who be nice want to be the percentage. other sex right and then and then the movement they they told us they assured us that these kinds of things would never happen but then leah thomas comes along and, and other people and the harms are very obvious the displacement of female athletes uh women to share a locker room with men all on a very national public scale and the trans movement, instead of saying, you know, well, there's a limit to our demands, which they had the opportunity to do, they're essentially pivoting to saying, no, this is good. This is really good. And it's a sign of progress. And basically that we better get used to it. Your thoughts. It's time to stop being nice and start speaking up and speaking the truth. It's kind of like that tale, the emperor's new clothes. I think most of us are familiar with. Um, I just happen to be one of the first, like the little boy, to be pointing out what's really going on here. And it's just a matter of time until, until everyone's brave enough to speak up. <clears throat> it, it's really absurd to me that I even need to be in this situation. I'm just a Minnesota mom who had this hobby of powerlifting. And at my first powerlifting meet, a male through a disruptive protest, the entire meet, because he wasn't allowed to compete in the women's state championships. So going to Atlanta was really a full circle moment for me to respectfully let those girls know that we were there. I managed to get on live ESPN with draping the Save Women's Sports flag over the NCAA banner on one of the railings right before Leah swam and that managed to get on almost all national news coverage. So it was, it's just, it's so good to see this being mainstream because we have been blacklisted and threatened and 
with this cancel culture, if we all speak up, they can't cancel us all. So there's not right. much to be afraid of. A few names are nothing when you truly know who you are. I'm not transphobic. I'm not racist. I'm not bigoted. These things they like to paint me as. I know who I am. I am a woman and I won't shut up. <laughs> there you go. What does Title IX have to say about this? Ooh. Title IX is very interesting these days. You know, it's going to be our 50th anniversary of it, June this year, so just a couple months. And it's basically erased when Biden came into office, his administration inserted executive orders that placed gender identity in there. And so, like I mentioned before, when we insert gender identity and conflate it with sex, we're erasing the boundaries and definitions of what a man and woman are. And when you can't define her, how do you protect her? And so how do we keep these spaces safe when we don't have a definition truly of what a woman is? So Title IX for women and girls <clears throat> is basically erased at this point in time. And he put that executive order in on International Women's Day last year into Title IX. And this summer they're working on possibly rewriting Title IX from what I understand. So it yep. is, it's really now or never people to speak up or forever hold your peace. Start telling your local representatives that you are not going to vote for them if they feed into this nonsense. Yeah, I think what you're referring to is um, the U.S. Department of Education said that they, they intend to propose new rules that reinterpret sex under Title IX to include gender identity and um, transgender status. Um, and, you know, for one thing, when someone expresses their transgender gender identity, they contradict, um, but they can't change their immutable biological sex. That's exactly true. It's, yeah. it's, it's immutable. It's not changeable. No matter how much you want to change your physical appearance, it's down to your DNA. It'll always be in your bones, right? Absolutely. And, and, and Title IX clearly intends to protect sex-based distinctions um, in, in so many clearly situations. clearly meant to be on the basis of sex. Right. They, they reference boys and girls. They reference separation this, of students. It strictly comes down to this isn't a hateful thing. This isn't an anti-trans thing. This is a pro-woman and girls issue. And identities, feelings don't play sports. Biology, bodies, reality is what plays sports. So we need to just step up and speak the truth and do what's right and live in reality. So Coach Blade, you were talking about this earlier. Coach Blade has a new book out on this topic. And Coach Blade is an amazing former heptathlete. And she is a world-class coach now, sharing all her knowledge. How can She's people really get, a, get this book? Where can, how, can, how can they get un, it? Unsporting.com, or you can also get it on savewomensports.com slash shop. Got a sale going on right now. And if you are a parent or a coach or an athlete who is currently struggling with these issues, we have a short supply of free copies. So go ahead and send us an email with your address and we will mail you out one. I know we're going to mail out a couple to Texas values to have on hand. It, it, it's, it's really a great thing to have this history written down because we feel like as women, our history is about to be erased. 
what can folks who are listening to this broadcast and folks in general do to help? What can they do to help protect fairness in women's sports? Start having conversations with your friends, family, coaches, administration. It can be a hard subject, but I think you'll find once it's brought up that everybody knows, like we've been saying, uh, everybody agrees. It's just a matter of creating that safe space for people to be allowed to speak up. Talk to your representatives. As I mentioned before, tell them you will not vote for them if they are going to erase women. If they will not help save women's sports, they will not get your vote. You can come to help testify. If, if you're uh, in a different state and listening in, we have all sorts of states, as Jonathan mentioned, having testimonies and bills going on. You can join our action team through our website. So the next time that we have a protest, you can be there holding a sign with us. And then generally just speak up. It's not just sports here that are at risk. We're talking about hospital wards, crisis shelters, prisons. Women deserve these spaces. What have I not asked you that I should have? Um, I don't know, but I would just like to say how I'm just an average person basically that had this pop up and this kind of divine path happen. And in just a couple of years, we went from a website to me traveling to states like Texas, passing laws and helping protest and stand up for women. It's really, it's an amazing thing. And I feel like if I can do this, what can everyone else do? So get out from behind the keyboard, start having some tough conversations, do the work, we can get this done. We will win, we will protect women and girls. We've been talking with Beth Stelzer, founder of Save Women Sports. Beth, as always, it's so great to see you. So great to speak with you again. Keep up the good work, keep up the good job. And um, hopefully we'll see you again soon on this. We're, we're coming to the end of our show, but we do want to thank all of our supporters and our faithful listeners. Um, and, and really just say again, if you find value in the work that we're doing, you can make a donation. You can go to our website at txvalues.org. Also, we're, we're looking for interns in our Austin office. So if you know someone who might be interested in interning for our organization, making a difference for faith and for family and freedom, call our office. We're also, um, we're also hiring. We have positions open. We're hiring full-time uh, for several positions. And you can, if you think you might be the right candidate to make a difference in faith and family issues, you can go to txvalues.org forward slash opportunities, and you can check out all the open positions that we have. And as always, if you, if you want more information on any of the work that we're doing, Texas Values does, um, we have uh, txvalues.org is our website. We also have our newest microsite on the pro-life issue, texasheartbeatlaw.com. And remember, government belongs to those who show up. So here at Texas Values, we're dedicated to being your voice in the government. We're dedicated to being your boots on the ground for conservative social issues. And we're dedicated to leading, being the leading group on faith, family, and freedom in the state of Texas. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we'll see you again next week right here on the Texas Values Report.